Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. So Paul is pointing, listen, like even on your own accord, even according to your own hero, yeah. he's already righteous before having done anything yeah. except for believing. Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing with the book, 10 minutes at a time. I hope you guys are having as much fun as we are because this is a blast. Uh, The next 10 minutes, we're looking at Romans chapter 4, verses 9 to 15. Justin, have you read it? I read it. My beloved, have you read it? Did you read it? And if you haven't, please go. Go go read read it. it. Seriously. This is just not not some line to fill time. That's right. And after you're done reading. Hit subscribe. Yeah. And after you subscribed. Hit the like button. And after you hit the like button. Drop an emoji. And after the emoji, just leave a comment. All right. (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. (laughs) 10 minutes. Let's go. So we can move rather quickly from verse 9 through like 12, 13, um, 12 maybe. Mm -hmm. Because the point is, again, that the blessing that Paul is referring to that has come through Jesus Christ is not just simply for those who have been circumcised. Right. Which was the idea at the time. Yes. Because although God is one and he's the only high supreme God, he's our God, Israel's God. And to be Israel, you got to be snip snipped. Right. And Paul is saying, no, 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 no. He is the God of both the Jew and the Gentile, Mm -hmm. and that his his standing as God and your access to him does not come through snip, snip, snip. It does not come through uh, regulations, works of the law. It does not come by cleansing of the body in this way or that way. It comes by way of one body that has been broken on behalf of 
everybody, 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 one body for everybody, one body for everybody, so that then you can come through it. That is Jesus. Yes. And to make this point abundantly clear, he again goes after Abraham. And he, yeah, of course, Abraham did works. He yes. was circumcised. Yes. And then all the works that come of the law come after that. But he, yes. he cites a very important passage in Genesis 15 talking about Abraham's belief. Yes. Right. He's, he asks this question. When was he righteous? Yes. Before or, or after, after the circumcision? That's right. And, and the, the easy answer, it's not even like you th- it takes a theology degree. Mm-hmm. You literally look, Genesis 15, he believes, is counted as righteous. Mm-hmm. Then it's several chapters later, chapter 17, it's then he gets mm-hmm. circumcised. Yeah, yeah. Chronologically, the circumcision takes 14 first. years. 14 years. 14. After he believes is and right? is counted as righteous. There so so Paul is pointing, listen, like even on your own accord, even according to your own hero, yeah. He's already righteous before having done anything except for believing. That's right. That's right. So that then what we have is a righteousness that comes apart from work. What's fascinating is that righteousness apart from work is evidenced in the life of Abraham first and foremost. So this, this comes as a surprise to the Hebrew listener because they have thought that Abraham is the monumental worker in that he was the first one to get circumcised. But then Paul is subverting this. The Jews looked at Abraham as kind of like the great divide in yeah. history, where like for, for a long time it was one path, and then when Abraham came on the scene and was finally obedient to God, the yes. world split into two categories, us and them, yes. those who obey and those who do not. But what we see is rather than at Abraham, the world becoming divided, we see yeah. at Abraham the world becomes united yes. simply if... That's good. That's good. And what's fascinating is that when we point out when he was circumcised, chapter 17, let it be clear that in the previous chapter, he has slept with Hagar, Sarah's handmaiden Mm. that he actually picked up in Egypt when he was lying. So so you're saying that he's clearly not righteous in that moment. Well, n- no, uh, not that he's not righteous, although what he did there was a little falling short, right? Sure. So man, not righteous, right? But just pointing out that the sign of circumcision comes after what he did with Hagar on a specific part of his body in order to remind him of the promise hmm. so that the mark on his body is not the reason as to why he will have access. Is but it it's, a reminder? It's, it's, at least a reminder, <laughs> if not more. <laughs> the next time he's tempted <laughs> exactly. to do it in his own way and not God's way and to have faith in God, he's uh, like, oh. Wait, hold on. Hold up. Let me use this member correctly. <laughs> right? So I wrote down this, and we'll dive into the next couple of sections in just a second, but I wanted to get your thought on this. What we learn from Abraham is that you can be counted righteous before you experience righteousness. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can be counted. <laughs> Let's be honest. All of us have been counted righteousness before we've, and if I understand the context you're talking about, before we're actually well-behaved. Yeah. Right? The fact that we are falling short and we have not yet reached the standard upon which we Uh, are called to, does, while that's true, does Uh, not negate the also simultaneously present fact that we are righteous before God. And I'm glad we're here. Because this is where it's important to understand the nature of the promise. Mm -hmm. The nature of the promise was given in hopes of bringing about a seed. Like the promise is about a seed that is to come, right? And a seed that is to come is a child. 
This child will do what all children do. He or she will grow. Mm -hmm. But at no point while a child is growing is the child any less than what the parent says the child is. So even when the child is acting a fool and pooping their pants. That's my baby. Slapping their sister. That's my baby. Kicks the cat. That's my baby. Runs away from home. Still my baby. Gets rid of the father's uh, inheritance. That's my baby. Hanging out with pigs. That's my baby. You're never less than what God has said you are. What the father says you are. So that then when we get to verse 13, Mm -hmm. for the promise to Abraham and his offspring. You see this? Yeah. It's not just for him. It's for his offspring. And the promise is not only for his offspring in the sense that through Isaac, right? But the nation of Israel. But then Paul also has this other idea in mind by those who believe by faith are also Abraham's offspring. Through the righteousness of faith. Through the righteousness of faith. So that includes you and me now because I'm not Israelite, are you? No. No, but we're included Yeah, because we're the offspring of Abraham because we believe in the same way Abraham believed that God's mercy toward us is the thing. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And so because we believe that, but it's not only to us as his offspring, the promise is about offspring, right? So that he, and look at this, that he would be the heir of the world. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring, that he would be the heir of the world, did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So that what we have is this promise about offspring, also mm-hmm. us, but in particular, one offspring mm-hmm. who would be heir of the world. Mm-hmm. That offspring does not come by way of law keeping, as mm-hmm. it were. So what do we have? We have the promise, boom. And then from the promise, if you can see me on the camera, you have two paths that you can go, okay? One path is the path of- Have you guys noticed how big his hands look on that wide angle? Large. <laughs> so what you have is one path is the path of faith, and that faith requires you to believe what God has done on your behalf. The other path is the path of law, which then, it does not exclude faith to some degree that you believe what God has done, but then you say, I have a part to play in snipping or cutting or washing my body. And then you might fall into the deception of thinking that then this is what counts me as righteous if I, one, believe, and two, do X, Y, Z. And Paul's setting up this dichotomy saying, promise is here, two paths. Mm -hmm. You can only take one. Yeah. And it's the path of faith that then brings the blessing. Why is that so hard to believe? Why why can't... Why is the human nature almost built so that we try to do the two paths rather than one? Because we got to be, I mean, we got to do in order to be. Yeah. That's everything. I wanted to be a basketball player. I didn't do enough. <laughs> no. Right? Yeah. I wanted to be a millionaire. Didn't work hard enough. I still haven't done enough. <laughs> right? Man, I want an old girl to look at me in a particular way. Well, maybe that's just I wasn't good looking enough, right? <laughs> but we have this innately. We know we have to do in order to be. I mean, why do we go through school? You yeah. got to do in order to be, right. right? The graduation isn't the first day of school, is it? No. And so we are cultured, taught, tutored to think that we have to do in order to be. This is why we're so, the, so when God finally comes and says, you are. We're like, so go on, do. Man. I, I I see myself in the mirror, and all these things you say you believe about me is really, really nice, but it's not really true in my life. No. God, you might think that I'm X, Y, Z, but you don't know what's really going on. If you can actually be inside of my head, you would know that I am not. If people knew who I really was. And what we're saying is 
God knows yeah. what's going on in your head. And there's nothing that and you can do. And yet, he still says, I love you. Gave my son for you. I know who you are. And not only that, but I speak blessing and promise over your life. And as I speak this blessing and promise over your life, you don't have to do in order to attain that which I have spoken. You have to believe and walk in the agreement of that which I have spoken. So that is there ever a time when that baby of yours might stumble and fall, poop the pants, misbehave? Yes. But that baby never stops being anything less than who you say they are mm-hmm. and who they are genetically, right? Where we see prodigal, he, God sees son. son. So that Abraham caught a vision of this and said, I believe, I believe, I believe. That's why he's the father of all who believe. All who believe. And that's the question for each and every one of us. Do we believe? And do we believe his word or do we believe our bodies? There you go, guys. Thanks again for the good times. We'll see you in tomorrow's episode. 10 minutes out of 10. All right. We'll see you then.